0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: On see, no beep, no beep. I heard it. Well, good for you, Suze, but I didn't get one. God dang it. And I did have one yesterday. well you go figure? I mean, I sit here like in a state of total anxiety, my ear listening like, you know, just sort of like really in case it's just a little one. Nothing. Zero. Oh well. I was so hoping to get over this stupid way of starting the show. Anyway, it's February second, that means it's Groundhog Day. So, uh, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow, and that means six more weeks of winter. You know what else means six more weeks of winter? The calendar. Thank you very much. Why would that be?
0: I mean, look at the damn calendar.
1: I've never understood it. Here's how I look at the time of the year now that I'm in Green Bay. (laughs) Is every day that it's not 40 below is a day closer to spring. Isn't that nice? Yeah, really. That is the way to look at it. Just keep moving on. That's forward. Um, Yeah. But what the hell? I mean, I've always thought that ground you know, there's a lot of stupid things that get into the culture, but this is a particularly stupid thing, and I i just want to know who dreamed it? I, I guess I'm sure there's books that have been written. I don't even want to go. Let's not even go into it. I don't wonder. The hell with it. <laughs> it begot a very good movie, though. Well, we're living it. <laughs> No, every this whole year has been it's been just Groundhog Day. It's been a Groundhog Day, jeez. So anyway, yeah. So six. Although weeks. although the first part of the year was scary and Groundhog, and now it's sort of just boredom and muted right. scary and uh, yeah, Groundhog. The anxiety level is not as high. I mean when we didn't know anything. I mean that was we we forget we yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I I'm becoming incoherent and I I decided that I'm really I'm worried that like this has made my brain less. Uh, oh don't worry supple. it has. <laughs> Let it absolutely supple. has. I I mean, I I can see it. You know, I'm sure that if someone were hanging around me, they'd see it in me. I can certainly see it in, for example, mom. Um, And I know that uh, people have been talking about what isolation does to brains. And particularly as we age, and sorry to say, dear sister, but we're, you know, just uh, we're in that over 65 cadre and um they uh if if we have the normal uh social stimulation that keeps our brains firing taken away for a massive amount of time, what results is that those things don't fire, and our brain's atrophy don't grow yeah, I feel it i mean i I do, and i mean i kept I keep thinking, well, it could be just natural. Aging, but there's nothing natural about this last year, well, and, and and my 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 natural life has has you know gone AOL AOL. See what I mean? <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> well, that's you know that's what I call that's our brains our brains are now doing texting typos. Oh jeez, they just leave yeah. out letters. You know, I mean, it's a texting typo in our brain. I, You know, that might be a sign of of, <laughs> of progress in a strange, oh, awful way. Well, speaking of that, oh, I was saddened to see that Tony Bennett has, has Alzheimer's. Yeah. And he's had it for four years. And I've seen him in those four years, and he's been wonderful. So um, it's well, when he – I see him when he's per- – <laughs> for me when was right. put in front and and he finds himself he's he's himself then but but nah. well oh. can I uh my uh, my father-in-law had um what Robin Williams had he had Lewy body disease which is yes. a weird combination of dementia and parkinson's right. uh and that's um, what uh my or uh, Robin Williams had yeah yeah um my father -in-law, however, was um, a brilliant guy. He was a cardiologist, but he was also a uh, child movie star and uh, kept to his dying day a magnificent singing voice. And the one thing that he could always do when he didn't know us, when he he couldn't talk, was he could sing. Yeah. That's true. Hey, I just want to say, before people start trying to figure out what child movie star he was, he wasn't a movie star. No, he wasn't a child movie star. He went to school with child. His name was John Arlington. That was his stage name. He went to school with Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Uh, There's pictures of him if you Google him with all of those people. Um, He was, but he did not become a star. He didn't become a star. No. He did have the number one selling uh 78 the donkey serenade he was the little boy soprano he he was discovered by lily Pons. he had a to look her up too. lily Hansen, Pons, p-o-n-s and uh and whisked <laughs> off to hollywood and then he begged he i think around 13 his voice changed it was still a beautiful voice but he came home he uh he i i don't think he ever acted again and Until his mother, who probably was the one that foisted this on him, uh, was no longer with them, and then he went back to performing and had a uh, right alongside his uh, medical career. He uh, starred in uh, in St. Louis professional productions of things like Bertolt Brecht stuff, and he was. And his son, your husband, yeah, uh, also was drawn to theater and uh managed to besides being a doctor like his father also having this side gig in theater yeah took right. after his dad right almost killed him after uh, after living through all of the medical training the psychoanalytic training he announced like the very next day um that he was going to get his masters in theater <laughs> And you almost killed him? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I really that was really the didn't. that was the period when I used to bring the small children in by uh, hand, uh, you know, one bay, lead them into the dining room uh holding hands and say and point to Eric who would be working at the far end of the dining room table. I go, "Do you see that man, children? Do you see that man over there? That's your your father." father. Yeah. <laughs> He'd flower yeah. at me. But in, in <laughs> fact, you know, then what he did for the rest of us, he became, he was a director. Um, he was a play doctor. And uh, in other words, called in to help directors figure out what the hell was going on. And then it became a subject of research with him because he was a psychoanalyst. And he, right. saw, the, he saw the stage as psychoanalysis in, uh, you know, it, happening right in front of you. Hey right, right. uh, uh, and he wasn't wrong about it. It was very interesting, so anyway, yeah, runs in the family that's a that's a total detour. How the hell did we get there singing? no, you have to keep that thread going even farther back but um tony bennett, tony Bennett uh, singing yeah, and alzheimer's and yeah and and yeah, and me seeing, saying saying a o l. Although that was, AOL was the correct answer in a recent New York Times crossword puzzle. Yes, it was. So, I remember yeah, you that. Know, for, it was like an early um, internet, uh, whatever. Right, it was it some up, was, you, had to, you had to come up with some other early internet company and write, and it was right, AOL. Right. So, was yeah, correct. I know you do the puzzle. So, yeah, that, it was in my head. It was in my head. Notice though, I haven't I haven't corrected it because I'm 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 still AWOL. trying to think. I yes, a I was trying to think of a three letter thing that I was looking uh, for of okay. a And all I the only three letter thing I could think of for somebody you know not there when they're supposed to be was MIA. But that's well, not, what does a wall stand for? Away, way without, without lead, leave, right. Right, Aigwald. A- right, there you go. Exactly right. All right, so uh, this is my sister Susan. For those of you wondering, what the hell is going on? Here. I, you know, in the future, I'll just be the beep because I hear it loud and clear. Okay. So when well, I hear the beep, beep, I'll just go beep, and then you'll okay. Well, that'll me. help, but <laughs> it won't help me tomorrow. You know, that's just I something. And what's weird is, you know, I know Amy is troublesh. Okay, what's the correct trouble shot or troubleshooted? Has trouble shot? You think? Well, I I didn't <laughs> shoot it at a turkey yesterday. I spotted <laughs> a turkey yesterday. No, I know, but somehow I trouble shot it. Doesn't seem right. Troubleshooted does. It sounds better. I don't know. Don't ask me. Anyway, she can't find any reason why my. No one gives a damn. Excuse me. I'm talking to myself. Well, about whether that I can hear. A, we do beat. that a lot during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, quite apropos of absolutely nothing, except to continue avoiding talking about anything of any, uh, you know, political. Uh, see, there it is again. You know, I've been reading our brother's book, and he talks about the humiliation and embarrassment of not being able to come up with a word, and I'm thinking. I mean, I live that every time I do a show and have for the last how many years? I, I, You know, I'm babbling, and I can't absolutely words just disappear. Yeah, do disappear, and especially when you're doing crosswords and you can feel the word. You can, yeah, you know you the can, word. You, you can conceive of the word, but you can't come anywhere well, near the word. Or it's like watching Jeopardy, and you know the person, and you can see the person, but you can't think of the damn person's name even though you know the name. God dang it. I haven't been able to watch Jeopardy since Alex Trebek died. Because I watched with, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Ken, 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 what's his name? Jennings, Ken Je- well, good. I came up with Ken, but then that was immediately followed by Burns, and I knew that was wrong. <laughs> no, wasn't Ken Burns. Ken Ken Jennings. Jennings. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he, I mean, he, he's not. It's not. It ain't the same. It's amazing. I don't know who they're ever gonna. I don't know. So I don't have the pleasure in it that I that I did. No, and. Apparently, Katie Couric wants to do it or something, and they don't want. No, well, they've got a whole list of people who are going to come in and do it, including Susan, Aaron Rodgers. I know, I noticed that. Yeah, maybe he'll do it, and that would be good. fun. I mean, he's been a celebrity contestant a few times, and his—I mean, being the competitive person he is, and smart. I, I mean, I think he's trounced uh, the competition every time he's been on. Oh, well, anyway, uh, we got to talk about something here. Oh, I watched something on uh, on Netflix last night, um, and I thought it was just amazingly good until the end, which I thought was just a little too, you know, come on, I can predict every little thing here, tie it, you know, it was just too tied yeah. up. Right, right. But wow, I loved it up until then, and it's the dig. Oh, okay. I've been looking Watch at it, that. okay. Watch that, the dig. Uh, amazingly uh, interesting in terms of the fact that it's based on a true story. That some, um, but it is about a an, uh, an archaeological dig that happened in the english countryside um in 1939 or right, 40 or right. something like that as world war as world war Two was coming on and uh boy it's it's amazing and i mean it, it's a historic it turned out to be this historic historic discovery uh where they they found stuff so much older than had ever been found um and and in it's it's fascinating it's fascinating from a lot of different perspectives but is so well done and uh ralph fines themes mm-hmm. fines yeah uh is the is the lead and carrie mulligan is the lead and um they're just both incredible it's really well done i'm just telling you the dig I okay recommend it that's Thank a good you. way to avoid reality for uh you know over an hour I oh. know well if you try and watch the news these days it's so damn boring it's just there are the the Biden administration is just holding um, you know press conference versus you know after press conference after let me explain this after let me explain that and boring us with all of this transparency it's just it's just wonderful yeah well but the Republicans are always there for some uh, drama Oh yeah. Um McConnell, McConnell think, is trying to pretend like he's a regular human being. McConnell's trying to stage a last uh a last stand against uh what he created? Yes. Yeah. I said and and with, Let's just no start out. Let's just start out with the truth. He's trying to undo some of the damage that he caused. Well, that he. Yeah, that his party is gone, that it is now this proto-fascist, white nationalist uh, bunch of loons. Right, that's what it is. I think we should Um, just call it what it is. What are we gonna call it? The Nazi party. Okay. The Republicans Republicans have left, and what is left are neo-Nazis, white supremacists, I don't know what you would call it, let's just be clear. You know, somebody pointed out it as, oh, it was Michelle Goldberg. pointed out that, remember, remember the the face of, you know, Republican uh, white nationalism, the, the guy, it, 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 Representative Steve King right. of Iowa, right. remember him? Right. And he was their nut. He was the one who I recall said when people jumped on Trump after he said, I'm a nationalist. And he and the king, I, I guess, upped him by saying, what's wrong with white nationalism? Right. I'm for white nationalism. Well, the Republicans were so appalled at Steve King that they drummed him out. He was. They made sure someone primaried him. They put all the money behind. They took that him off part. all of his committees. They, they took did. him off his committees. They took him out. He is a pale, a pale. and that was when was that? That was like uh, two years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, mean, I think he lost his bid for reelection two years ago, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, it. It's gone. So, so in two years, so the party now has in its ranks and in the Congress people that would make him look almost
0: moderate. So,
1: I mean, Marjorie Taylor friggin' Green, she of the education (laughs) committee. Yes, yes, of course. Well, this is also the party that put Betsy DeVos in charge of education. So they're all for trashing public education because if you trash it and you don't educate the populace, you get future Republicans. Hey, did you know that – Did I have I shared with you that uh, the uh, undersecretary for education – Yes, you public, have. Okay, okay. Is a distant kind of relative. Not, not really a relative. relative. No, she's no, not, not of our no, life. no. Right. Okay. So, of our, um, of our relatives, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, you know, you got this. You can count them on one hand. The Republicans who are not aiding and abetting this, uh, this. Essentially, proto-fascist
0: right. iteration and that, and that, of the like,
1: party, and it, like this guy, like Adam Kinzinger of right. Illinois, who, yeah, to, who you know, who er, he was a Tea Partier, and now he's yeah. sounding like this rational, bring back huh. our country. I know he now looks like God. Look at him; he's sane. I mean, he's like he has some honor. Um, And, and yeah, he's a true, true, but he's a true kind of old-fashioned conservative, and he isn't willing to sign on to any of these lunacies and obvious falsehoods. And so, he's a goner. Um, And I was talking about this yesterday. The Republican Party is now represented by Green. That's who the party that's, is. That's, that's the face of right. the party. Right. And not by Kinzinger. He is so far an outlier now in that party. The fact that the two people – well, you've got the efforts of this, the Republicans in Congress to get rid of one of their uh, members, and it is a woman, but it's the woman – who is third in right in the line of power in and, in the House on their and side. And who has a really um, Incredibly. Uh, legacy name. <laughs> yeah, Liz Cheney. They're going after her. She's as good as gone. Because if you think the good people of Wyoming are going to put her back in, I f- I mean, not that I would ever feel sorry for any Cheney, but she at least tried to hold the party from going this way by her vote, and interesting. she was a, she's an interesting yeah. person yeah screw her yeah. and so she's see what's happened to us is people that we would normally have total contempt for we don't because they because they because at least <laughs> they agree as to because they're not Nazis. I don't know. Because at least they're not wearing brown shirts right. and goose stepping. Well, wait a minute. Did you hear about the Wisconsin pharmacist and his other? Oh, views? sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I always did think this guy was put there by nefarious forces to keep us from seeing God. God. Yes. And now that's an educated man. That and is that, a man. How how does this guy get hired? I guess we forget to ask, as a as a baseline question, uh, we always ask our employees these first questions. Do you <laughs> believe the earth is round? Right. Oh, no. he's also a flat earth. Right, right. Do you... <laughs> okay. Do you believe... well, I'm sorry. There seems to be a mix-up. You can't be working with our opioids today. Oh, my God. He's a pharmacist, for crying out loud. What else do you think he's been doing? I remember somebody once saying that the sky really was this membrane we were surrounded by. And the stars were holes. They were holes. The holes had been put in the membrane. So we could see there was some light out there. I don't know. People are way too willing to have their brains absconded with. i It's just amazing. To me. Now, I'm not sure if I think this is wise that the Democrats are now saying that if the Republicans don't strip Marjorie of her seat on the education committee, that they're going to, as the party with the most clout in the house, that they're going to go to the floor and vote her off. And my sense is they shouldn't, because what they're doing is helping Mitch
0: McConnell reduce her.
1: Mitch McConnell would like them to do that, I'm sure. Because well, yeah, I mean, in, in any, all honesty, I don't know what her one voice of the minority yeah. party on a committee can do, and I right. and I am always, you know, one of those people that would rather hear their nefarious plans, then silence them. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's ironic that they would put an idiot on the Education Committee. I do not find her necessarily dangerous sitting in that position. And yes, I I do believe it is the Republicans' job to do their own housekeeping. Yeah, right. And because the likes of McConnell would like her uh, profile reduced, um, why would the Democrats help? in that effort. I I think we need to see the Republican Party as it is. And there's no reason the Democrats have to go about cleaning it up. That's as Susan said, the
0: Republicans job.
1: (sighs) Now I know what they're thinking is if we bring it to the house floor and make them vote on this. Every Republican voting to retain her is showing that they're
0: they're aligned
1: with the stink. They're aligned with this horror. But that won't be what they'll say. They'll say they're voting for her as they always do procedurally because the Democrats shouldn't have the right to Or because they don't have the right to tell the voters of that district who. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. They will always And frankly, the voters of that district, to be clear, and I don't have a problem with this. I'd be perfectly happy for the Republicans to censor and throw her out of there and let them elect another one just like her and put her in there. But at least they'll understand that there are rules of behavior that you follow when you are a (laughs) congressperson. And that you, who, uh, when you take the job, you have to file the rules, like go through the medical metal detectors and mm-hmm. and not spout obvious lies, you know, and if the next one doesn't do it, you throw that one out too. I just think you do things procedurally. I, I do agree with that. I mean, we can't claim bring back government, but not for you, you know, we got to, we got to return to law and order, law and order. Well, you know, I gotta tell you, the one thing that going to law school did for me is it made me believe in in the concept of a civil society requiring laws that we all must agree to abide by or we got nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we are exempting a whole group of people from Abiding by laws, abiding you know to the law, then you know we're. You mean like corporations and like, like, corporations, like rich people like, and like, like, like white people and, and like, like uh, Republicans. My God, almighty. you know, like Rudy Giuliani. You know, and and I don't like that we're relying on a corporation to bring him to his knees. Thank God that the corporation uh. is going to bring him to his knees, but. He should be in jail. Yeah. And it should have happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I'm going to point out again that the laws do not work against white, powerful men. They don't go to jail. They don't seem to. And we need to change this. We'll put Martha Stewart in jail before we'll put a white guy with money in jail. And Jeffrey Uh Epstein got there, and then he got murdered for, you know, putting a bad face for, you know, because white men don't go to jail. I don't know how to explain it. But I'm just saying that we got to start punishing these guys and punishing them in proportion to the enormity of their crimes for crying out loud. They broke our goddamn country. We put black people away for life for stealing a Snickers bar. Yeah. All right. David writes, I have a simple question we should ask all candidates. Do you believe in Noah's Ark? Ha! That's a good one, actually. He says anything other than a laugh or an emphatic no is unacceptable. Uh, no mealy mouth crap of, well, some people do believe that blah, 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 blah. It's either no or you don't get my vote. Something so undeniably stupid (laughs) shouldn't even be contemplated as having happened. Thank you, David. Let's think about Noah's Ark, shall we? It is. I never... Myself called it undeniably stupid, but, but I've seen it stop. with my own eyes. It was built right outside St. Louis along Highway 44. Yeah, they built and that, and it had a restaurant. <laughs> Let's think about it. Uh, could that have happened? Uh, no. Uh, so those. So and and this brings back to Michelle Goldberg, who says that she lays a lot of the crazy that is now taken over the republicans with uh the fact that they embraced took in the uh evangelical revisionist uh i mean the revisionist christian version of you know that uh that takes everything literally right right and if you already are willing to take the Bible literally literally then why wouldn't you think that Jews were you know had space lasers causing fires why wouldn't you think that uh, you know Barack Obama was uh, killing babies and, and drinking their blood why wouldn't you believe anything? because if you look at the Bible, it is filled with stuff that obviously couldn't have happened ain't true, okay and so she says, and I think this is right if you um if you're steeped in creationism. And you believe that the elites are lying to you about the origins of life, as we do, right? We tell them that man, you know, uh, crawled out of the sea. Primal ooze. Yeah. So if you think that that unbelievable story is is a lie... It's it's not a stretch then to believe that they're lying to you about, you know, vaccines or even about, you know, COVID or I mean, you are primed, primed to believe any anything. So to believe that Barack Obama was not an American, which is how Trump, you know, started out.
0: Well, and you have career. to start
1: that you have to plant lies that people would prefer to believe. Yeah, exactly right. So you start, and, and and to it's just, oh my god, oh my god, yeah. Do you believe in Noah's Ark? Well, and you know this is this is I was having this conversation with a group of friends, you know, uh, uh, via Zoom, which is all we have left these days, but. Um, and I, and for some reason, the following came out of my mouth for a person that absolutely does not believe in God. I find myself praying all the time. Yeah, I know. Me too. So I, I say that to say that, no, you know, intellectually, no, I don't, but emotionally you bet. And that part, uh, you know, one's ability to contain one's, need to have some things be true versus one's rational knowledge that's too bad you're just out there (laughs) yeah Is, is, is that's a constant struggle even for you know folks that know better that's all I'm saying well some people have the wherewithal to face reality and obviously quite a few people given the choice will yeah leave the real world and uh embrace uh something that that makes them feel better right and i don't have a problem with them labeling that god and calling that faith and and um to the extent that it's it's for the common good Coming together to sing and worship and uphold common values. There's great benefit in all of that, you know. It's when it's yielded for evil. And right now, or the last several years, things have been seem to have been wielded exclusively for evil. And it's hard to understand how that takes root and so many people are convinced that evil is good. I mean, amazing. How did we convince a whole group of people that Putin was their friend? I don't think they, I, I don't know. Oh, come I on. Don't know. Oh, was that a real question? I thought yeah. that was a rhetorical question. Well, it is a rhetorical question, but I'm just saying <laughs> we, we managed to take a A core group of people, one of whose core beliefs was Russia is bad in any form, any shape, and it was going back to totalitarianism under Putin, so certainly back into the bad phase, and convinced that same core group of believers that they were just fine and our ally. Well, because they were. That's mind-boggling to to create Uh, that 180 turn. No, but that, yeah, but... we're not talking about people making, you know, intellectual decisions saying, you know, looking at. No, facts. they don't think about it. It's emotion. It's just pure need, as you've said, need and emotion. Yeah. That's all. Right. That's all. You're and, right. And, you know, good God. Anyway. I'm sorry. Hey, guys. I, for attributing what? thought. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, guys, what? Oh, I just want to tell people that if they want to, and Susan, you could too. Um, this is um, something that the August Wilson Center is doing, and I just want people to to know that on Thursday night at 8 o'clock, they're doing a concert, and uh, it'll be live, but obviously virtual. <laughs> but you should get a ticket, and you can do that online. This is their, part of their new live uh, in-studio. Uh, series uh, for every uh, I think it's the first Thursday of every every month and this Thursday is the music of Nina Simone which you know yeah tell me and it's performed by these two Carol Riddick and uh, Gerald Beasley and they've been doing this for a long time and get rave reviews rave reviews so uh, the show is called I Got Life and it's a must see so eight o'clock on thursday but in order to get access to it you gotta you know buy a ticket and you do that at awc august wilson center dot cultural district, dot org so giving you something to watch i've given you two things to watch now the dig and the music of nina simone okay uh oh gosh i came across cross the most wonderful story, Susan, um maybe you did as well, but it was the story about um one of the players in the Super Bowl who well actually will not be at the Super Bowl. Um and he was not he didn't play this season. Um he's still on the team. You know the NFL allowed players if they wanted to opt out right. this year, right and most of them did not uh, but this guy uh did he's uh, uh he was a uh, i think a linebacker for the uh for kansas city and yeah he was i mean no he was a uh, off, yeah offensive line so he was he was helping to keep uh, the other team away from patrick mahomes and, uh, you know, he, w- he played in the last Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff. He's got a very French name, so I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, Lorraine Duvernay-Tardif. And uh, he, he he's from Quebec, or as we say, Quebec, right? Quebec, yeah. Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> and he has the most amazing story um, while he was playing in the NFL,
0: he went to medical school.
1: Mm-hmm. This guy, yeah. I know, I mean, I remember a guy here long ago on the old Steelers who, while he was playing, went to law school. And then he now, I don't know, is he still a judge? I mean, he, yeah, he he did it. This guy, uh got a, a medical degree uh from McGill University, which he managed to finish during the first four years of his NFL career.
0: That's incredible. And what's happened is that as a doctor, he has been knee deep in the
1: coronavirus pandemic. He is tending to, he is totally on the front lines. So he has been in Canada throughout this year and um, working to save people's uh, lives. and he's just ma six foot five, 321 pounds. Can you imagine a doctor? Six foot five, 321 pounds. And they say he is the kindest, most empathetic person you would ever want to know. And he was very conflicted about what to do. He didn't want to let his teammates down because he's a real, you know, athlete and, and and on the other hand he didn't feel he could um well I, he he made the right decision well his it, it, what he said is if i am going to take risks i'd rather do it
0: caring for patients.
1: so while his team plays um in a Super Bowl which he could be at if he had made a different choice he will in, instead um uh, be tending to covid patients and he's he he has really been through hell um because he says he's he's been in a situation where frankly in the beginning where most of his patients were dying um, and he he said I he said I don't no, if I could have done any more, but, um, I just have so much respect for the people who have been there doing this for years and years and years. The amount of sacrifice is unbelievable. And I'm going to be a better physician down the road because of this experience. Oh, I don't know. It sounds like an incredible man. Yeah. So there you have it. I just want to say, isn't that cool? Yeah, I well, won't be there. Yeah. I have a I have a less heartwarming story. I was perusing the science page to see if there was anything you were gonna talk about and uh No, and, there's and, none. No, yeah, instead I, saw I found this terrible story from Michigan about this couple who used a surrogate to become yeah. Because she had had cancer, she harvested her eggs before she had cancer. They wanted uh, another child, they found a surrogate. Michigan is the only state where they do not recognize surrogacy. And two judges now have told these people that they're twins who are biologically the children of the husband and wife who want their kids. Uh they she the surrogate had twins and the surrogate and her husband, they're all good friends, you know. Saying, These are not our kids, we don't want want them. They have to adopt their own children.
0: Outrageous.
1: Um, and it's really outrageous because two judges have ruled against them. Jeez. Uh oh. and you know, and it's just hard to understand what interest the state would have in keeping the biological children who are wanted by their biological parents and were intentionally conceived, you know right. ac- exactly ac- according to accident, the wishes right? yeah, according yeah. to the wishes of the biological comp- parents, right. and you know how anybody has any interest in withholding the children from them, especially if the incubator doesn't claim them. The surrogate mother. The exactly. surrogate right. mother. Wow. No, that's not as heartwarming. Let's go to the emails. Okay. <laughs> well, I just wanted to point out. Yeah. That this is yeah stuff, I didn't read know? the story because I thought this was going to be. Oh. Um, uh, Ray has sent us a Joseph Campbell quote. Uh-oh. Ladies, he says. Half the people in the world think that the metaphors of their religious traditions, for example, are facts. And the other half contends that they are not facts at all. As a result, we have people who consider themselves believers because they accept metaphors as facts. And we have others who classify themselves as atheists because they think religious metaphors are lies. That's Joseph Campbell. Look, I... I don't want to argue this. I don't think a metaphor is a lie. I think it's a metaphor. (laughs) If I can read
0: the Bible as metaphor, right?
1: Right. Right? Which is what I do. Um, But not as literal. Not as literal, for God's sake. I don't know. See, I mean, I come from my my kind of religion. Um, This wouldn't hold true for Orthodox Judaism, but my Judaism says, "Look, if you can't even get yourself to like comprehend a God, it's okay. That's okay. And certainly, if you if you don't think that God told Abraham to uh, kill his son." Uh, that can't possibly be true. You know, right there, they lose me. I mean, I'm supposed to worship a God who tells this guy to uh, to slaughter his son to show his his love of God. I'm supposed to follow that guy. I'm supposed to believe in him. I'm lost right there. I'm sorry, I'm digressing all over the place. Let's get off this. <laughs> but I'm not one of those crazed atheists either. I'm somebody with the humility to say, I don't have a clue. I'm still where I was when I was a kid who said, what are we doing here? <laughs> what is this? I don't know. And the people who think they do, I'm very skeptical of, okay? We come up with stories to because we have to come up with stories, Obviously. Right. Or there wouldn't be so many damn stories. And they're all sort of fantastical. And we can look at what Scientologists believe and laugh ourselves silly. But on the other hand, if you can take a step back and look at what, you know, Christians or Muslims or Jews believe, supposedly, you can laugh yourself silly too.
0: I give you Noah's Ark. Noah just have How did Noah get two giraffes? That's all I want to ask.
1: Well, how did he even know of all the creatures in the world? Well, he wouldn't have known. And how did he? Yeah, two platypuses. How did he get elephants? He got, uh, bleh, uh I don't Anemones? Know. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, God really, man. you know, so. I'm sorry. Uh oh, and now here's Father Joseph, but he's not talk. Thank God. <laughs> he has some Father Joseph, you shouldn't say. Oh oh, and now here's Father Joseph. <laughs> okay, go well, ahead. And now he says, I'm I'm thinking of who would be interesting Jeopardy hosts. Oh, thank you. Um, and he's also thinking of he, you. You can be dead people too. Okay. So he came up with, huh, Studs Terkel. What, do you, Studs Terkel? <laughs> well, he had a good face I, and a great voice. I loved him. I got his books right here, just because. As, uh other, and then he says Myrna Loy. Oh, I so love her. Myrna Loy, one of my favorite old actresses. Great wit, superb timing, incredible warmth. Just a. Wonderful. And here's another babe, Hedy Lamar. Movie star, gorgeous. Brain. and And scientist. Yeah, extraordinary brain. brain. Yeah, Hedy Lamar. I like Teddy that Hedy Lamar one. was the beard for Hedy Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. I kind of do. I think she, uh, she got you're she going did, off a little here. Yes, okay. Um, Bonnie Irby, who's that ho- journalist and host of To the Contrary? James Earl Jones, just so we can hear his voice, and Neil deGrasse Tyson.
0: Yeah, think yeah. he'd be
1: good, yeah. he'd be good. And then somebody named Danica May McKellar. Gosh, you know, <laughs> my, I do not do not have the uh, scope of uh, of knowledge that uh, the father does here. Um, okay, I appreciate that uh, very much. Uh, Henry says, one thing that we should have learned from Trump's term is that our system of government will not, representatives are not statesmen or at least somewhat honorable. <laughs> no, you can't have a government if what you have are, I don't know. What are just people hungry for power? That's not governance. Our contract with America is really nothing more than a gentleman's handshake. And these Republicans have demonstrated that the handshake is easy, well, they're not gentlemen, is easily broken by ignoring the rules, the laws, and the Constitution. To your point earlier about the fact that we do not penalize these lawmakers commensurate with their crimes. It will never happen unless we have a majority of honorable statesmen in the House, the Senate, and in every state assembly. <laughs> we sure as hell don't have that
0: right now. Oh. Okay.
1: Um Did you see Dolly Parton turn down the presidential medal of freedom? Freedom, you know, we all heard about Bill Belichick doing yeah, no, it. I know, I didn't know she'd been offered it and turned it. Well, now she should be offered it again. Well, she she turned it down under Trump twice. I'm a little shocked that once being turned down, it would have been offered again. But that's what it says right here, and uh, I'm going to assume it's it's true. Did you happen to see AOC, not AOL, did you happen to see AOC's uh, video, tearful video at times, of um, the fear she felt on January 6th, and actually, in some some ways, the, the certainty that she felt she was going to be killed? killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and what it did to her is it made her recall a sexual assault mm-hmm. that she has not publicly uh talked about before, and she felt the same kinds of things assaulted um not believed, and then the fact that the Republicans now are saying. Oh, look, come on, we need to move on. Yeah. Let's no big just deal. D- no big deal. Keep let's just go forward. We got things we gotta do. Um and she says she said in her thing that she says, you know what? What the Republicans are doing with that, let's just keep on going. She says that's classic tactics
0: of an abuser. That's right. We
1: won't do it again. We're sorry. We're sorry. Let's just keep going on. It wasn't Come that on. big a deal. I didn't really hurt you. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Of course 5 people are dead. Um Oh, and well. and, and, and and there is a lot of trauma in Congress. There is po- there is PTSD. This is, you know, and no, we cannot, absolutely not walk on. And, and you know, and they do this every single time. They just drag it out until the outrage dies down. Right. Drag it out until people don't care anymore. Drag it out until people go, oh, yeah, well, let's just move on. Well, no. That, I mean, no. They, they incited a riot that killed five people. They broke it. You can't tell me that. All these people that crawled through a broken window felt that they had been invited into the Capitol now. Can you?
0: And you can't just punish the soldiers. God damn it.
1: No. You have to look at what motivated them. You can't just what punish the soldiers. You no, go after who their gave commanders. Them- who what, they were who, working on whose behalf? Who gave the they order? They been roused to action by whom? The Republicans. The who offered to walk them down to the Capitol? Oh
0: God! Anyway, I'm just
1: you know no. It's we cannot move on. And no, unifying does not mean that we say, yeah, everything you did was just peachy, so never mind, let's go on. Unifying means you take responsibility for all the bullshit, then we'll decide if we can reconcile ourselves to going forward. That's what it means. And nothing less, absolutely nothing less. And okay, there's my outrage for the day, but it's still Thank there. You. I you know, no, this is our country, and if we can't stop fighting for it because they're just gonna come back and try and take it back in two years. If we don't remember what we're fighting for and how bad it got already, yeah. we're uh, in trouble. Well, Sue is exactly what I was saying yesterday. The chances of us losing control of both the Senate and the House in two years is very real very real especially since most states are controlled by republican legislators and they're going to as happens after a census which just occurred they're going to be g- gerrymandering up a storm to ensure that more well, Really, that's the gerrymandering is what has hoisted the Republicans on their own. That's right. Because well, they get pulled for the, the They get is pulled now further to the right, and right. they get pulled right. further to the right. Well, so but that so they're going to more and more of these people are going to be coming in. The loons are coming in. Uh, the 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 statesmen, using um, Henry's uh, term, are are toast. Every one of them will get primaried, and every one of them will get beaten. And Donald Trump's minions
0: will reign.
1: We cannot let down for a minute. Not a minute. And it's not faux outrage, guys. I still remember what that looked like. I still remember sitting on the couch with my mother, 98 years old, saying, what, what's happening? Well, what what what's happening? Yeah. And then coming to me the next morning and saying, "Susan, I'm I'm so confused. I I'm remembering that a mob assaulted oh, the Capitol yesterday. That didn't happen, right?" And I said, "No, oh, mom, you're no. just fine. That actually happened." Oh God.
0: Well, so it, a real assault yeah. on us. On our democracy, on our homes, and, you know, time to use the Castle Doctrine and get rid of those folks. Yeah.
1: I was going to share with you a little thing that Bernie Sanders put out, but it seems sort of off topic, but well, it's so cute. I love all of his sweatshirts, Make raising all that money for <laughs> Go ahead. What? Oh, he's got he he he, he took That's the, the sweatshirts with a meme yeah, on it. Yeah. And you know, it's all there I mean a whole bunch of stuff and it's all it's raising a ton of money for charity. Yeah, but um somebody sent me this. I did see part of it. Um We've got our loons on our side, you know. Of course. And um this is indicative of of one of them. Uh there's a uh, a teacher in San Francisco who has suggested that Bernie's uh, outfit at the inauguration epitomized white privilege. Mittens and a parka. She wrote an op-ed for the San Francisco Chronicle.
0: I would have thought that was sort of Gaga. I can't even imagine what she could have said. Okay, wait a minute. She said,
1: oh, here it is. Listen to this. God, this is our crazies, okay? So what did people see? They saw a white man in a puffy jacket and huge mittens. Distant, not only in his social distancing, but in his demeanor and attire. What did I think my students should see? A wealthy, incredibly well-educated and privileged white man showing up for perhaps the most important ritual of the decade in a puffy jacket and huge mittens. I don't know many poor or working class or female or struggling to be taken seriously folk who would show up at the inauguration of our 46 presidents dressed like Bernie. Oh, so she's saying because he's privileged, he he didn't have to dress up. Has she seen Bernie? I mean, does Yeah, she know and she Bernie? says this, she told her students, is white supremacy. Oh, for heaven's sakes. This, this is dressing is for the weather if you're an old man that had a heart attack. <laughs> this is white privilege. It can be hard to pinpoint, but when we see it, we know it. Oh, my God in heaven. There's our crazies, guys. There's our crazies, uh, yeah. Okay, so what was I going to... There, oh, there can I just say, I, I would like to make it really clear, just so nobody misses the point, there are far better examples around us all the time of white privilege. <laughs> oh, yes, oh yes, mostly because that is not an example of white privilege, I assure you. Dressing for the weather is white
0: privilege? Well, we could afford the parka. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. Well, now we've used so much time, I don't have to do this Bernie Sanders thing. Um, well, that wasn't the Bernie Sanders thing? What no. Was the Bernie Sanders, what was the Bernie Sanders <laughs> <thing>? <laughs> It was a tweet he sent out, and it was just about... You know, the difference of what a McDonald's worker makes in the United States as opposed to somebody who works for McDonald's. Oh, I did in, see that. Yeah. In Denmark. Okay? They're both doing the exact same job. They're both, in the United States, the average is nine bucks an hour. Now, obviously, that depends on state laws and whatever. Nine bucks an hour. And you can bet not a lot of uh, perks that come with it. McDonald's worker in
0: Denmark. Ready? $22
1: an hour. I'm not even getting started. Six weeks of vacation a year.
0: A union. One year of paid family leave. Life insurance and a pension. Now, to an American, that looks like what craziness? Like what?
1: Because we have been taught that a worker does not deserve anything. No, we just created a new kind. Of indentured servitude, aka slavery, where you pay people not enough to survive, but enough to enrich their corporate master, and it's legal. And it's legal. See, the reason the McDonald's worker in Denmark is doing so well is not that all of a sudden in Denmark McDonald's changes its its tune. No. It's because the government of Denmark Requires says them. to any corporation who wants to do business there, hey, here's what you got to do. And does McDonald's do it? Yeah, they do. You yeah, know they why they have do a store it? it? They want to have a no, store wanna there. No, you want to do
0: what? Because they're making money.
1: At $22 an hour, six weeks of annual vacation, a union one year to paid family leave, life insurance and pension, and they're
0: still making money.
1: They wouldn't do it otherwise. No, and people need to understand that, no, you don't get to pay your workers less in order for you to get rich. That's not supposed to be the goal. Uh, well, Uh in American capitalism. Well, yeah, I mean You know, but it didn't used to be. I, no, capitalism well, then, was not quite as unfettered as it's suddenly become. You know, monopolies. Well, remember Ma Bell that got broken up? Remember? Mm-hmm. I mean, there were there were there was actually governance. There was actual nah, that's wrong. You know, I well, anyway, we're over time. I have things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Save yourself and get out. All right. Mm. I'm getting out too. Okay. Uh, all righty, guys. An oh, and I have an unknown caller. Okay. So Bye. see you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lincoln Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.